Welcome to the Church of St Nicholas in the lovely Suffolk village of Rattlesden. I'm Sharon Grenham-Thompson and I'm the Rector of the Rattlesden Benefice, which also comprises Bretnam, Hitcham and Thorpe Maru alongside the village of Rattlesden. The Benefice is part of the Diocese of St Edmundsbury and Ipswich and Rattlesden lies about 11 miles away from the cathedral town of Bury St Edmunds. Of course, we know St Nicholas in his more secular form as Santa Claus. Hopefully he's having a jolly good rest right now. But the real life Bishop of Myra was honoured and eventually beatified for his care for the poor and protection of children. But did you also know that St Nicholas is a patron saint of sailors and voyagers? Well, today is the first Sunday of Christmas but it's also the last Sunday of 2023, a day to reflect on the journey of the past calendar year and to think about the one to come. I'm delighted that you're here to join me for that reflection as together we worship in St. Nicholas. With God, nothing will be impossible. For he is our God. And the God of salvation is making all things new. Amen.
in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I'm standing here on the chancel step beneath this magnificent rood screen. It's a threshold between the nave and the chancel in this beautiful church. And I'm reminded that priests have stood here and people have sung and prayed their words of worship in this building for around 800 years. Now, as we join with our forebears on the threshold of the year, let us take a moment to reflect on all that has been. As we consider our lives, we can't help but be aware of our frailties and our failings. As we contemplate the future, may our intentions be to live more fully in the light of God's grace and mercy. And so, let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all people. You were born for our salvation. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came as saviour to bring wholeness and peace. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You come to bring light into the darkness of our lives. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And may God, who loved the world so much that he sent his Son to be our Saviour, forgive you your sins and make you holy to serve him in the world. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, by whose command the order of time runs its course, forgive our impatience, perfect our faith, and while we wait for the fulfilment of your promises, grant us to have a good hope because of your word. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first reading is many things. It's a hymn of praise, a shout of confidence, and a word of steely determination. It declares that whatever the present circumstances and whatever the future holds, God reigns over all. This is Isaiah chapter 61, verse 10, to chapter 62, verse 3. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. 
as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest, until her vindication shines out like the dawn, and her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication, and all the kings your glory, and you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Our Gospel reading is from the second chapter of Luke, verses 15 to 20. It seems to be taking us back in time, with the shepherds rushing to the manger. Haven't we done this already? A reminder, perhaps, that the Christmas story is one to be retold, lived again and again, a wonder in which we might stay and dwell and immerse ourselves deeply. For Alleluia, Alleluia, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
I'm now in the Little Lady Chapel on the south side of the church. Here we have our prayer tree and it's to this place that we invite visitors to come and sit and ponder. Mary pondered in her heart all the events surrounding her son's birth. How bewildering it must have been. The immediate aftermath of any childbirth is an emotional discomforting time, especially if it's your first. But with all the comings and goings and portentous messages, no wonder she needed time to withdraw into herself and reflect. We celebrate Christmas, the birth of this child, as a time of unbridled joy. But just as Mary experienced unsettling moments, this festive season isn't straightforward for many. In fact, more generally, how could it be straightforward? in the complicated, conflicted world in which we live. So as the year turns, many hearts may not be in full-on party mode. My teenage son, Leo, died in 2021, so this is my third new year without him. I find it terribly hard to see the numbers changing on the calendar. We journey on, and it can feel as if I'm leaving him behind, frozen in time. How I wish I could travel back, change the course of events, cling to him. To me, New Year doesn't really feel like a cause for celebration. The experience of losing my child has given me a sense of affinity with Mary, the young woman bewildered by events, and the older woman whose heart was indeed pierced by a sword. I often sit and ponder with her. Perhaps you are feeling sad or lonely, afraid or worried as the new year looms. There's the empty chair at the table which reminds us of a loved one no longer here or perhaps the ending of a relationship. There's the door that seems to have closed on us and the opportunities that have been taken away. Maybe there's the road we have to travel, even though we wish we didn't. The road of loneliness or depression, financial trouble, unemployment or dispiriting work. For some, there will be the anger or injustice, the betrayal or battle that saps our energy and breaks our heart, but still must be given room. And so we ponder in our hearts. In the midst of our own troubles and the deep troubles of this divided, anguished world, we ponder. On the threshold of the year, when all could feel new and fresh, and yet may well seem just the same, we ponder. Maybe Mary, in her moments of reflection, looked down and watched her little boy in her arms. Maybe she let her eyes dwell on his face, breathed in the newborn scent of him, felt him squirm alive and lively on her lap. Here was, and is, 
Jesus, who has come to be Emmanuel, God with us in the midst of it all. Jesus, who was born as a helpless baby and who hears our cries and understands how weak and helpless we can often feel. Jesus, the Good Shepherd, who knows us behind the outer masks we wear, who calls our name and who will never cease to call for us. Jesus, the man who died in pain and loneliness upon the cross, who understands our isolation and our grief. You know, this Jesus speaks to me at the threshold of the year. This Jesus doesn't trivialise or deny my tribulations. He takes my hand and walks with me through them. This Jesus, Mary's Jesus, my Jesus, your Jesus. As I ponder, in this Jesus, I place my trust and my hope. Can you do the same? And as I ponder the coming year and the unknown future, I place my trust and hope in Jesus who will reign as king over all of God's creation, where there will be no sickness or death or crying or pain for all eternity. And who has given us his Holy Spirit to help, comfort and guide us as we seek to follow him here on earth. And when I ponder that Jesus and I remember that King and the promise of that new creation, then I understand that Isaiah reading a little more. That hymn of praise, that shout of confidence, that word of steely determination. Whatever the present circumstances and whatever the future holds, God reigns over all.
So let us pray. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So we bring before you, God of love, those who are faint and weary, those who are mocked and trapped by their powerlessness, those whose strength is fading. Raise them up, O Lord, and may they know your rest. We bring before you, God of justice, those who cry out for freedom, those who are oppressed and controlled by arrogance and greed, those whose hope is failing. Raise them up, O Lord, and may they know your grace. We bring before you, God of mercy, those who cannot see the way before them. Those who are hiding and anguished, afraid to live their lives, those whose hearts are full of sorrow. Raise them up, O Lord, and may they know your peace. And we pray for God's faithfulness to be known in our world. In a world of change and hope, of fear and adventure, in human rebellion and obedience, in our seeking and our finding, Faithful God, glorify your name. In the common life of our society, in prosperity and need, as your church proclaims your goodness in words and action, faithful God, glorify your name. Among our friends and in our homes, in our times of joy, in our days of sorrow, faithful God, glorify your name in our strengths and triumphs, in our weakness and at our death, in your saints in glory and on the day of Christ's coming. Faithful God, glorify your name. And now we pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen.
Jesus, Lord of time, hold us in your eternity. Jesus, image of God, travel with us the life of faith. Jesus, friend of sinners, heal the brokenness of our world. Jesus, Lord of tomorrow, draw us into your future. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>